We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we have arrived at the day we've been looking forward to for, oh, I don't know, a month or two months at this point now. And uh, we are on location. We are sitting outside. We are it's at a beautiful the, day. It is a beautiful day. We are at the Super Secret Beer Club. The which, SSBC, as I'm told. <laughs> the SSBC uh, Hidden quote-unquote, behind Berelig out here on Southeast 11th. And uh, today is the day that right in front of us, we have the beer collab that we did with them called Beer of the Week. Yep, and I'm not going to wait. Woo! <laughs> Fake applause, hooray! I want to start drinking. I know, me too. It's 10.30 in the morning. Well, it's closer to 11, so that's a good thing, It's right? 10.52 in the morning. 10.52. And so, I mean, it's we're, lunchtime, right? We're Jersey time. Let's play Jersey time. We're Jersey time. I am still mentally Jersey time. I, uh, I'm back from my trip. And my very first day back, I fell asleep at 8.30 at night. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because I went upstairs to lay in the air conditioning, and I woke up at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> I was like, oh, good. Hey, Glad I'm still on New Jersey time. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so I want to sip the beer, but I also want to talk about the weekend beer, and I want to do the – you sip it first. You got, I got to do all the, the usual stuff here. Uh, you can find us all over the place. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, TennyToTheFan.com, Omni, Stitcher, most places you can find your podcast. Uh, we are also on social media. Instagram.com slash Beers on Us is where you can find the both of us, and we'll respond to DMs and you know respond to your comments on our posts and whatnot. Personal pages, I'm on Twitter at MikeLynch27. Patrick is at PDiddy085 on Instagram. You can message us any of the beer you're drinking and let us know what you're doing, plus what you think about the podcast. Um, I still want to do our weekend beer. Sure. Because it's what we do every week, and it's interesting sure, for, for both of us. Um, for me, I went to the, I, I think I called it on, on Instagram, the slightly less of a wasteland for craft beer in New Jersey. <laughs> um, my aunt and uncle lived down the shore, so we were at their house. And they have a place called Carton Brewing, which is a couple of towns away, that actually does some pretty good beer. Okay. Uh, I was able to try uh, their Black is Beautiful. Uh-huh. which was an imperial stout. It was very desserty, um, but, you know, that's kind of right up my alley. So I yep. enjoyed that. Uh, beyond that, uh, it was okay. I mean, I had – he bought me some porters because he knew I liked dark beer. He bought me um, Bell's porter, and he had some Founders porter as well. So, I mean, it was some solid solid dark beer for me. And then uh, uh, my cousin's fiance bought uh, some beer, brought some beer from uh, New Hampshire. 
He brought Twin Barns Brewing Lake Cruiser Double IPA, which is from Meredith, New Hampshire, and then Moat Mountain Brewing Company's 20 New England Style Double IPA. Uh, the Twin Barns Brewing Double IPA, really good. Okay. I really enjoyed it. The other one was a hazy uh, <laughs> New England Style Double IPA. It was okay. Um, did it taste like a double IPA? Yes. Yes, it did. Oh, man, so many of those hazy doubles like don't taste like doubles. They're yeah, just like extra juicy. It tasted like a double. I mean, it had a, a higher ABV, you could tell. Um, but the the I really enjoyed the Meredith New Hampshire Twin Barns Double IPA. That was really good. They brought that out to the beach one day, and I was sitting out there reading my book, and he was like, here, Mike, try this. And I was like, double IPA? I like double IPAs. <laughs> uh, I drank it, and I was like, wow, this is really good. Where is this from, New Hampshire? I was like, oh, well, I've heard good things about beer in New Hampshire and Vermont, so sure. Uh, so that's what I had down there. I came back and had a couple of beers as well. I uh, came back on Saturday, and I took a picture of it. Uh, I had the Mount St. Helles from Lewitt, which I thought was a pretty good Helles. I found that at Market of Choice. I love that name. It's really good. I had the Gobsmacked Triple IPA from Rubens, because of course I did. <laughs> um, I had the New Zealand-style IPA from Top Ferment, or from Ferment in the Top Ferment series. That was a hazy. Yeah. Um, it was a surprise hazy. Okay. I should have probably guessed from the flavors that were on the can. Um, it was it was fine. It was solid. It wasn't like super juicy or anything. I really liked everything Top Ferment has done yeah. or Ferment has done in that series. Uh, I had one from Mayhem from Von Ebert, and I had Battleship IPA from Crux. Across the board, really solid beers. I think my favorite was the Von Ebert one from Mayhem, though. That was a good beer. Cool. I like that one a lot. Nice. Um, mine. Mine. I'll be. I'll be quick with mine. Uh, let's see. I did stop at Ex Novo. You saw I posted on the Instagram page. I picked up a four-pack of their collab with Grains of Wrath, Dankus Khan. Uh, 7.4% West Coast IPA. Kind of drank like a double. Mm, kind of okay. drank like a double. Um, I shared it with, I shared one can with some people at work, gave another can to a, a friend. I have one for you. And then I have uh, one in the fridge that I can actually, like, sit down and taste. But I think so far I enjoyed it, but it was a small sample listening to a bunch of people, other people's opinions, so I'd, I'd like to take another crack at that. Uh, my first Fresh Hop beer of the year was Ex Novo's uh, Fresh Hop Elliot with Centennial. Similar to the years in the past. Very, very, like, dank marijuana-y. Uh, and Which I always tend to enjoy huge, in the Fresh Hops. Huge notes of watermelon. Oh, really? Like, big, big watermelon in it. Interesting. And that was really cool. I've got a can for you as well. I think I have an extra one at home, too, to drink. I'll probably swing by and pick up some more. And then I didn't have it there. I was I, I drank at Cerveza a lot this week, and I had their Fresh Hop Pearl Haggard from Ex Novo. Uh, also very good. Not overly Fresh Hop character. But Is just Ex Novo first out with their Fresh Hops? Almost always. Again? Yeah, yeah, they're almost always the first ones. And yeah. the Centennial came from Gochi Farms. Uh, and Centennial, I, I believe, is one of the earliest crops, which would make sense why they're able to do that. I don't remember the hop that was in uh, Pearl Haggard. Um, but it was good. Not an overly fresh hop kind of character to it, but uh, a nice, clean, crisp body to it. I also had Heater Allen's Pilsner recently, which was a nice kind of recheck in on that beer. And uh, let's see. Oh, I had another. Uh, was it was it Ben Brewing? No, a Sun River Pale Ale uh, that was a more traditional hop forward, but still old school kind of pale. There was some good malt backbone to it. Reminded me like a really hoppy Sierra Nevada pale ale. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. I probably had like three of those. I enjoyed that. And then the real treat, I posted this on Instagram yesterday, was I had um, I had a small glass of the Eleanor, which I learned from Sean Burke that uh, was, I saw you post this, yeah. was brewed in 2012, <laughs> and it is a uh, oak-fermented uh, golden farmhouse uh, aged in 
uh, wine barrels. That sounds terrifying to me. From the Commons. Ooh. The Commons hasn't been a brewery for like three, four years. Yeah. And I, was I never really, actually had the Commons, and you told me that they were pretty highly regarded. Yeah, I thought they made great beer, and they all work at Von Ebert now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was really, that was just kind of a fun little treat throwback. I know uh, in the basement at Cerveza, uh, uh, it, there's there's a pretty good gold mine of of old kind of vintage beers that still taste great. I mean, was it good? You enjoyed it? It, it, was, it was excellent. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Eight years old now? Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool that beer can still last. I mean, it's, it helps that it's in a keg because the keg like is going to put it in a per, Well, and then the pouring it from a keg is going to keep it a lot more stable than, say, in a bottle or so. Right. Uh, but it was it was fun. That was kind of a treat. And we released Breakside IPA in cans this week. Mm. So you're kind of like, Hello. You know what else is releasing in cans this week? Uh, <laughs> this, the, the beer right in front of us. This thing right in front of us. Yeah. Uh, so we are very, very excited to have this in our hands, in our mouths, in our bellies. Uh, as we've, we talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that we had the major announcement. I think it was in July that we talked about it. And uh, we have it in cans in front of us today. It's Berlick Brewing's Beer of the Week. And it is a collab with us. Our little logo's on the side. You can see our names on it. <laughs> and the, the game that we're going to play with this, and you guys can do this along with us if you'd like, is uh, every week we're going to drink this beer again and kind of see how the flavor profile has changed. So mm-hmm. right right now we're basically having this fresh off the line, as fresh off the line as is humanly possible. Yeah, um, yeah it literally came to us 15 minutes ago. Yes, and uh, the labels came in this morning and the cans started going, so it's it's as fresh as can be. So we get to talk about that, and then next week we'll talk about it a week old and so on and so forth. So if you guys want to do that with us, feel free. It'll be fun to kind of see and change the different – or see the changes in the flavors as we go on. But um, before we talk about the beer, I just want to thank everybody here at Barrelick for, for helping set this up for us. I mean – I, I don't want to say like this is a dream come true because I didn't have this as a dream because I <laughs> had no idea this was something that was going to happen for, for me or for us, but uh, it's fantastic, and it's awesome that we were able to do this, and everyone here is super cool, and to be able to collaborate, even though with COVID we couldn't like come do anything in the brewing process because no one's really allowed in the brewery except for those who work here, um, it's still awesome that we were able to go meet with them and talk about what we liked and talk about what we wanted to make, and we got the product right in front of us here. I'm very, very thrilled. It's pretty cool, man. It's very cool. I remember tossing this idea around, I don't know, kind of maybe like January in my head. Or I, I, I think I even mentioned it last year, but it was like, nah, we're nobodies. We can't make that happen. <laughs> and then it kind of kicked back into my head around January, and I was like, huh, I wonder if we could do this again. And then COVID hit, and, and it was I like, shared it with oh. you, and you were like, oh, man, that would have been so cool. And I was like, you know what? No. No, no, no. COVID be damned, we're doing this. <laughs> and so and so I uh these are the first people I thought of and uh reached out and today is August twenty sixth and here we are. Here we are. Episode we are episode one oh five. Oh, you posted last week, so yep. I gotta, uh, I think we're episode one oh five, which is We are episode one oh six. One oh six. One oh six. So we are episode two into season three, as I'm calling it. Yep. And you are now saying catorces. Did you start last week saying catorces? Okay, I did. cool. I did. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to let you start talking about the beer first. Okay. Um, you you are better at describing certain flavors. Sure. Um, so, what do you think? What do, you, what do we got in front of us right here? Well, we what we have in front of us is a West Coast IPA with Strata Mosaic and Simcoe hops. Seven point two percent. Seven point two percent. Is that it? Yep. I, I haven't seen that part. It's on the other side. I just wasn't. I just don't really care. I'm just trying to drink beer. On the Oregon logo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, it was kind of a fun thing. We sat down and kind of talked about what kind of hops we liked. You know, you threw out Mosaic as your favorite. And I've just really enjoyed 
what Citra's done. Strata, you mean? Strata, I mean, what Strata's done lately, and uh, Ben recommended uh, Simcoe to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And so here uh, we are. He did ask me what I preferred out of Mosaic, the fruity or the dank. I said the dank. I'm getting some dank yeah, in this yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was the first <laughs> thing. When I cracked the can, I mean, we're drinking it out of the can, so it's not like fully opening in a glass, but that's just me being weird. Um, but when I first cracked it, I took a smell of it, and I could get a lot of that. I could get a lot of that, like, really dank, resinous kind of hop character, too. Yeah. And then I took a sip and tasted it slightly, and then I smelled it again, and it kind of, like, opened up again. The aroma on this is about as danky hop-forward as you can be. Yep. It's kind of fun. It's very fun. Yeah. Uh, this is... I really like where the body is. The malt plays well. I don't find it too heavy. It's still still teeters in that West Coast IPA land and not an American. It is... Um it's got a lot of depth of flavor, which I love about beer. Um, and we don't always get that with West Coast IPAs, but I kind of, I'm like following the journey as I take the sip. Like it starts off, you get a little bit of the fruity pop right away. Yeah. And then you get some of the dank and it's super bitter on the back end. Mm-hmm. And then right as it's sitting there at the back end of your palate, a little fruit pops up and says, yeah. hi, 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 hello, hi. I'm here still. Uh, so I like that there's kind of like a journey with it. It's not just like, hey, this is bitter. It's like, hey, I taste some of the fruit from the strata hops. I taste some of the dank from the mosaic hops. I even get a little bit of the... Uh, Especially in the back end and the bitterness, I get some of that, like, you like to call it diesel from the Simcoe. That petrol, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, sitting there at the back end, and then a little fruit pops back up again. So I'm I, thrilled. <laughs> It'll be fun to ask Very ben. happy. It'll be fun to ask Ben. I wonder if any of this is cryo at all. Oh, yeah, they, got, they were talking about using the hops in different ways, Yeah, because right? it's got some really cool, like, aggressive hop character. You want to know what one of my favorite parts about this beer is? Is it tastes like a barrelic beer. It does. It does. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with that. I remember back in the day, I used to kind of be like, man, all the beers kind of taste the same. And what I was failing to realize is that a lot of people just have like a house flavor. And I'm trying to trying to paint this in a positive light. Like you can have different hop combinations. You can have a different, you know, different style of lager you're going to make. But sometimes there's just that kind of that classic flavor that you get across the board some places have done it in the past like double mountain is very much this way but that's a lot a lot of that is like yeast derived um i don't know if this is a water or a yeast derivative but we could ask i love drinking barrelic beer and i think it's because i always know what i'm getting into you know you're getting high quality yeah even even if this beer came out and i was kind of like it's all it's all right. I'm saying it's all right because I'm used to a, a fairly quality standard for yeah. this brewery. I'm just I'm I'm happy that uh, the Barrelic guys like the podcast too because it's like <laughs> who who would we have done this with right? Yeah. There are plenty of options out there, but yeah, when yeah. you pick Barrelic, I was like hell yeah! Like we say all the time that Barrelic's one of the best breweries in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's an opinion, but I, I feel like it's also just for us like a fact. You right? Know? It's like this is. There's a couple of breweries that stand above the rest, and Barrelick is one of them. And uh, I'm very happy that they were the ones to make this beer for us. I love. I, I'm my favorite part about this is the journey through the flavors. Yeah, it's it's you know, I sometimes when you get the IPAs and it's like I taste watermelon, right? Mm-hmm. Or I taste pineapple, and it's a little bitter. Next sip, I taste pineapple, and it's a little bitter. This is like I taste this, 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 and this, and this. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna take another sip. Ooh, I found a little something different in this sip, <laughs> and it's like that's it's awesome. Yeah. That's my favorite part about like drinking BBA stouts is that every sip is a different flavor the, profile. The layered, the complexity, but still the straightforwardness. Yes, yes. So well, we are fielding uh, phone calls for uh, year three. 
<laughs> if, you, if, if you would like. The standard's if, you'd like been set, get, if you'd like to get in on this. The standard's been set pretty high, though. This, this beer is incredible. I'm excited to see where this beer is going to be in a few weeks. I know. It's going to be interesting to see how it changes. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it does taste a little green is, like, is, is, a, is a term we use in beer where the hops, you know, are, like, so fresh and so young that we could definitely see them come to even more fruition. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see a little more, like, Maybe fruit character come through in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll be. I'll be curious to see because yeah. I've never done this like mm-hmm. drink a beer at different days and actually pay attention at all to what the difference is. Yeah, so it's gonna be pretty interesting to be able to try that for sure. Yeah, I'm kind of a big nerd about it. I mean, I got lucky sitting in on all those tasting panels in Milwaukee and just like tasting Wanderlust. And you at said 15, day 13? 30, 45 days. Yeah, ten to thirteen. I mean, I like my sticky hands at ten to thirteen days. So not next week, but two weeks from now is gonna be the big uh well, maybe. Maybe we'll see. I mean so that's people, your range though. That that is more often than not my range. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. It's out. It's gonna be available by the time you hear this podcast, it is available mm-hmm. for pickup and home delivery at uh the Berlick locations. All right. Interview. Interview. Bring in. We're going to bring in Ben Parsons. Who is the head brewer here. Yeah. And he's going to tell us how he made this beer. Yeah. And why he made the decisions he made and why he chose Simcoe to balance out our hop choice and all of those fun things. Yeah. So let's do it. Why not? Beers on us. Mike Lynch. Patrick Harris. Welcome back into Beers on Us. We are in the interview portion. We are sitting with Ben Parsons, head brewer of Barrelick Brewing, who uh, we met, or I met for the first time. You've known Ben for a little while, but I met for the first time last month, and uh, now he's made us a beer. <laughs> I didn't make the beer, but I did come well, up you, with Well, you came yeah, up yeah, with yes. the, the recipe, <laughs> yes. and then, well, I mean, you made, you're the head brewer. You made the beer, yeah. along with other people. Yeah. Um, the beer's great. Fantastic. Yeah, so far, so good. Uh, this is fresh off the line, and what we're going to be doing is trying it every single week for four weeks just to kind of see how the flavors change and see how the hops develop and all that kind of stuff, which for me is something I've never done before, so I'm pretty psyched to actually get to try that. Right. Um, but I just wanted to start with, so you let let us pick our favorite hops. Uh-huh. Patrick picked Strata. I picked Mosaic. You asked me what I liked in Mosaic. You said Fruity or Dank. I said Dank. And then you picked Simcoe as the third hop. So I just wanted to start with why was Simcoe the balancing hop for you with the Strata and the Mosaic? Uh, I think Mosaic and Strata both have a pretty sweet quality to them. So I think, tech, you know, if, if if we were to go all in and with, you know, Citra or something like that, I think you can pull it off, but I think you play with bitterness or water a little bit at that point. So I think Simcoe can add a brightness, kind of a balance, com- balancing component to kind of those heavier, uh, uh, you know, kind of r- deep fruit character you get out of both Mosaic and Strata. And I think in this particular instance, you know, trying to lean more dank, I mean, you throw in some Simcoe, it's kind of, the, you know, uh, icing on the cake, and, yeah. and I think you can get kind of a depth of that dank quality. That's the first thing I notice in aroma and yeah. taste mm-hmm. is that dankness, which is why I'm interested to see, you know, as we will talk about this as today and in the future, how it all kind of progresses. Like, right. see a lot more, see if more of that fruity sweetness comes out of the the mosaic strata because the nose on this and the the flavor initially is just so resinous. Um, it's really flowery. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got that. It made made me wonder. Is uh, did you use? I don't know if we can talk about this. Secrets are secrets. <laughs> did you? Use, is there any cryo involved in this? No. No. Okay. All pellets. All pellets. Okay. Yep. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. I know we talked about when we originally met, like having the hops come in at different times in the brew process, but you mm-hmm. just kept it all all yeah. pellets, or did you? 
put them in at different times or well yeah. i asked about the cryo just because it is so resonant yeah. right. that sometimes you get that extra oomph totally you know when you're using really cryo. clean like you can mm-hmm. take that vegetative component out and mm-hmm. you get a really direct version of that no uh uh typically what we do kind of we lean heavier on one hop character and then use other hops as a uh, kind of you know balancing component um, in in smaller quantities. In this case, because you know you have two pretty fruit forward hops, and one that's you know more classic but still has some potential for fruit within the Simcoe, that uh, they were kind of equal parts all the way through. And that's something we don't typically typically do. We kind of pick one and, and complement it. Uh, but in this case, I thought it'd be cool to just to see kind of you know you take that trifecta. It's three amazing hops. Like what you know how, how do they play together? Um, in equal parts and see how that, and I think to your point, it's, it's, this is a super green beer. It's fresh off the canning line, fresh mm-hmm. out of the tank. Um, and I really think some of those sharp edges will kind of round off uh, in the next two weeks. And I think that's when you're start going to start get that depth of fruit, things like that. So I'm really excited about this because, you know, from this is packaging day, it's like never yeah. fresher than right. <laughs> right. You know, and we get to see that transition. You know, every hop has a different personality and, mm-hmm. and every hop degrades over time in a different way. Right. One thing that I'm loving about it, at least initially, is the depth as you take the sip. Uh, a lot of the times, at least for me, when I have IPAs, it's like you'll taste the fruit-forward character, and maybe you have a fruit that ties to it. Like I've used an example in the last segment. I said, like, this tastes like pineapple. And then you get some bitterness, and then, like, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Solid IPA. You enjoy it. This one, it's like you get the fruit off the top a little bit, and then it goes into the bitter and the dank, and it gets really bitter, and then the little fruit kind of pops out at the end again. So it's like as the sip is going – it's this multi-layered sipping of IPA, which is one of the things that I love about barrel-aged stouts is that it has really big depth of flavor. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you did in this specifically, or is it just a style that you guys do that produce such a depth of flavor in an IPA, which sometimes can be less so? I think ABV plays a component. I mean, this is, I think, 7.2 or 7.3 is where we end seven up two, on this. 7.2, yeah. Two, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you get from like 6.8 to 7.2 ABV, and I think that there's a, 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 an, uh, an addition of sweetness or mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. You get, and I think that that helps carry the finish. So whatever you do in the water profile and whatever you do in the bitterness, I think you have that little bit of residual alcohol sweetness carry through, and then that I think is a layer for the fruit to sit on. Um, and I think in that in this ABV range, you get a little more of that finish flavor hmm. than you would at like six six or something like that. Interesting, I didn't know that. Something I mentioned to Mike, um, although I've never had a beer from you guys that tastes like this, at least that I can think of. It still tastes like a Berelick beer. That's yeah. I'm I'm not sure what that tastes like, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what it tastes like either. But yeah. I've been I've just been kind of on this kick where I think it's a positive way. I think I used to look at it in a negative way, but I think it, it it's cool when you can taste a beer and be like, this is a Wayfinder beer. That's awesome. This yeah. is a Berelick yeah. beer, and I kind of I kind of like that. Even though I don't, I can't think of a, I can't think of a hoppy beer I've had from you guys at least off the top of my head. That comes across like this. It could be the green. It could be that it's super fresh. I think it's probably the Simcoe. That's yeah. that's not a hop we. I mean, historically, when we first opened, we were we were so small and we just didn't have the buying power with with hop contracts, um, and we were we were novices. So we got into the, the kind of the hop contracts based on a lot of speculation about the <laughs> launch of a brewery in Portland. But um, in this regard, like in the last two years, we've been able to kind of start playing around with those hop varieties that we're not so tied to, you know, um, yeah. contract bound to. Uh, and Simcoe is one that we've kind of been playing with lately that we haven't historically played a whole lot with. So I think um, that's probably it. Fun, you know, that's interesting. A, it's yeah. a bit different. You know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 we're still learning about all, all these hops, but you know, we, we've grown pretty familiar with Mosaic and 
and Strata in particular. So it was fun to kind of sprinkle in Simcoe on this one. So, yeah, what is your favorite hop then to use normally? Oh, that's a tough one. I'd, I'd that's say, why I asked the hard hitting questions. <laughs> I'd say Centennial is like anything that has Centennial in it, you can make it amazing. It's a really good background um, kind of foundation building hop for me. Um, and I think Strata is a really, I mean, it's it can be so tropical fruity and it can be so dank and it can it can be you know like resinous and deep and kind of prickly at the same time. So I I think it's it's there are very few hops that you can kind of do a single hop beer with. Mm-hmm. You get your heavy hitter Citra Mosaic. I think Strata's right up there. And and we've had um, we've been using Strata for a few years uh, now, and I think we know how to use it. I feel like Strata has kind of popped the last few years too. It has. I, yeah. I really yeah. didn't see it a lot, and then. I remember, do you remember, what was the first one that we talked about on the podcast? Oh, it was the Worthy Strata. Oh, the IPA. Worthy Strata, yeah. That was the first one that we that we talked about on the Which podcast. It's done well for them. I believe it has a little, I think it has some decoration around it, too. Yeah, a couple yeah. competitions we've gotten one medal behind that. <laughs> so, I, just, yeah. I remember that came out, and I was like, what is Strata? Right? Because, I mean, for me, not working in the beer industry, I was like, I, this is just brand new. What about the last few years has caused it to pop so much? Did the hop get better? Is it a fairly new hop? Or, like, what is it about It strata? is a fairly new hop as far as its, you know, um, reach into the, the being, brewers being able to use it. But it's been in, in you know, in the, the phase of getting it from concept to, you know, like a usable thing. is like close to a decade, maybe. Um, and Worthy Brewing, uh, one of the owners of Worthy has a good connection to the uh, folks at Indie Hops. So they were kind of using it as a beta test run. You know, test, cool. test run. And gotcha. so they had access to that uh, and pretty good direct a- access to figure out how to use it. Um, and so I think it's been, you know, it's taken a long time. The, the thing I really like about uh, this particular hop is it's, you know, it's an Oregon grown variety and it, kind of, it came from Oregon. And that to me, that's a, that's a way better story. Uh, for us in Oregon than, you know, like Citra Mosaic coming from um, Yakima Valley and things like that. So it's a very Oregon-grown story, and I think that resonates just from a brand story-building process, but also just an amazing all-around hop. And I think in the last couple of years, they've just increased the acreage, mm-hmm. and we had, you know, pretty solid contracts with it, and then it got to the point where it was like, you know, you have to make a decision now how much you want next year because I, I told you we'd have plenty, and it's it's all going gone like wildfire. Yeah, so, yeah. so I think it, brewers around the country are seeing the potential of this hop and jumping on it. I've always, it, it, you know, it's of the hops we chose, quote unquote. It, the hop, I chose the hop because what I've seen it used well with in a lot of stuff over the last few years is it, it seems to play really well with others. It does. Like it kind of is like whether you're using a mosaic, a citra, <clears throat> or, you know, a, a centennial or, or kind of whatever you can throw that strata in and it's just going to kind of elevate that other hop and push a lot of that stuff forward. Is that what you've noticed as well? Yeah, I think it's a really good foundational hop. So you can kind of add whatever you want. You can add kind of prickly old school sea hops on top and it, then the fruit, you know, sweetness comes out of it. You can throw in a bunch of tropical stuff and it has that dank component that kind of rounds it out. So I think it's a really good just all-use hop that, I mean, it's a home run. It's like you, yeah. can, you can do a single hop with it um, or you can really blend it out. Ben Parsons, head brewer, Bear Lake Brewing, sitting down with us. Uh, maybe this is more uh, based on you guys and not just generally what was becoming more popular. But I'm curious, so like Strata really boomed. Uh-huh. What do you guys view as the next hop that's going to boom or it's already beginning its boom and is just uh, starting to become used more and more? And that could just be for you guys or for what you're seeing across the city or whatever. Uh, that's a tough one because, I mean, you know, like we just made an Italian pills and we're kind of getting into those new world 
continental hops. Um, mm. And I think that's, I mean, that's a can of worms, you know. That's And that's more of a brewer's nerd out than it is a public nerd out, just because they're not as sexy as a lot of the, the Yakima Valley or Northwest hops. Uh, we've been playing around with cashmere lately, and to me that's a ridiculously interesting hop. Mm. I mean, it can be super tropical. It's got this coconutty thing that kind of comes in. So I think there's a... Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity with that. What's interesting is a lot of hops you see, they get to market, and then there's wildfire to get them because they're, you know, HBC, whatever the, the code names are. 692. Right. That's the one. <laughs> and then, you know, you come in. I don't know what and you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it comes out, and then that's the real test is brewers really get after it. And a lot of hops just can't stand their own in, in terms of making a single hop IPA, let's mm-hmm. say. You know, uh, but Strat is one of those. So uh, that's a good question. We uh, we're, we we tend to not be so cutting edge that we're playing with too many experimental varieties, uh, and that's mostly just our size and our access to those. Um, and we want to kind of see what other people do with them and kind of take some anecdotal, you know. That's the best way. <clears throat> you know, yeah. I kind of remember when like hazy IPAs hit. It was like, you guys gonna do one of them hazies? And I can't tell you how many brewers I met that were like. <laughs> And we're going to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to let some other people make some really bad hazies and figure out how to do it. I'm sure that right. started in the craft beer, you know, when, when just IPAs in general boom. It was like, that IPA stuff sure is bitter. Right. <laughs> or they just not made very well. And I, 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 I'd like to think that we're small and nibble enough that we can we don't have to be so reactionary to that, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. we're not in chain grocery. And our business model is we do different stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, so we're not so beholden to those kinds of things. But that also gives us... Uh, an advantage that we can kind of just throw little bits out there and mm-hmm. see what sticks and then kind of lean into those things. So. Uh, what other beers are you guys releasing about this time with uh, with Beer of the Week? What oh, else is coming out fresh, that you can yeah. talk about? That fresh you can talk about. Season. Well, you're in a triple can run right today, aren't you? Yes. We're doing our Fresh Hop Eastside Pilsner. Ooh. So uh, Eastside Pilsner uh, conditioned on Goshi Farms Santium Hops. Okay. Um, this year came out a little more spicy than in previous years with the Santium, but that's the nature of fresh hops is yeah. you, you get what you get. Should play well with the East Side, too. Oh, totally. Give yeah. it a little spicy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's it's fresh hop season. So we have uh, fresh hop punk rock time coming out next week. We just conditioned that yesterday on a, on a boatload of Strata, fresh Strata. No. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, very fist, I'm fist pumping. Yeah. I, so we kind of have, you know, if the harvest dates work out, but they tend to be moving target, mm-hmm. we'll we'll – We'll have six, uh, starting today, we'll have six weeks in a row of different uh, fresh hot beers. And due to COVID life, you're canning all of them, aren't you? Every single one. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. If there's anything you guys COVID's just, like, done. Keep doing this after COVID? <laughs> just can everything? This is uh, what... it's, it's working out so far, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Is... If we can keep up on cans, yeah. We try to we try to bring light to the, you know, global disaster that is happening right now. Right. But if, there, if there's anything that is a positive about COVID-19... Is that everybody cans all their shit? Yeah, and we've been pretty. I, did it. I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we got pretty lucky that uh, I guess Breakside's now welcome to the revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> same thing with <laughs> us, dude. <laughs> I was just telling telling Nick that uh, yeah, I can finally start buying uh, 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 Breakside Classic IPA because I'm I, I don't really buy twenty two. Right. So. right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have a, we have a, a six week run of fresh hot beers, and then we get into the fall, which we have a lot of fun ideas for some darker beers. And, oh, cool! Yeah, and I think we have that opportunity to play seasonally, but even more so this year because we package everything. So yeah, yeah one, fun. one thing we talked about last year when we did our fresh hop episodes, we did a whole series of fresh hops last year. Yeah, is that for the very first time it felt like a ton of breweries were really going for it with fresh hops and not just keeping with the simple styles. They were like, let's do a fresh hop. Uh, 
this beer and let's do a fresh hop this beer and it was all stuff that we hadn't seen before like this one time i had my favorite fresh hop beer ever was a fresh hop english special bitter uh from this tiny little brewery on 11th in southeast and i've never seen it again and i'm really sad Oh, well, it's in, it'll be in cans in a few weeks. Yes! yes! <laughs> um, I don't know what it is, but I just loved that beer. I had that beer, and I was like, what idiot fresh hops and ESB? Well, that's, you know, well these idiots did. I'll have right, another, right. please. Yeah, we, <laughs> and we another. Have, yeah, we have the tagline, it's just dumb enough to work. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with uh, uh, going back years, you know, we, we started looking at hop varieties and then figuring out how, you know, and timing and how it's going to work with our production schedule and be like, okay, what can we do with mountain hood hops? Right? Yeah. So, okay, ESB. Okay, I think that could work. We did it, and it's you know it did really well that year. So, uh, I guess my question though is, do you see the fresh hop thing uh, kind of going completely the other way, where everyone makes so many unique ones, where it's like some are not so great, and then they go back to being simple again, or is it now everyone's just figuring out how fresh hops work better, and you're just going to find way more interesting ways to use it? I think consistently. Get, I think we're getting into you know it used to be brewers would use them on the hot side, so they'd be putting the, you know using their mash tons as a as a giant hot back. And put I still see it on like Reddit and Instagram right. breweries where you just see the whole mash right. is just full of floating fresh hops, and you're like. Oh, and to me, we, we always got know. like to kind of cook <clears throat> vegetable components, yeah, and, like, steamed veggies kind of thing that we never liked. So we started doing them cold side uh, and conditioning on them. But this year we're trying you know beers that we would typically have uh, you know three varieties in the dry hop. We're going to continue to dry hop those with the two non-fresh hop varieties with pellets, and then also condition part of it on um, on the freshies on the freshies, and then blend that together. Kind of mm. really trying to. Last year we kind of just stumbled into it. Our fresh hop punk rock time was super kind of heavy handed on the uh, fresh hop version, so we blended in a little bit of just kind of a regular PRT recipe, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. You, you can just dial dial things in. And I think if anything, it's come to the point where you can really dial in things as opposed to just relying on you know a single variety and it is what it is. I think we have a lot more control than just driving to the farm and throwing it in a beer. I've had I've been I've been very happy over the last couple of years where fresh hop as a whole has come, especially because I think <clears throat> for the longest time it's it's very this like niche almost kitschy type thing that everybody oh it's it's fresh hop season and right. people drank fresh hop beers because that's what you did but a lot of them weren't that great and now we're at a period where it's kind of like well this isn't as kitschy anymore people are actually making some really cool stuff i'm curious you know i don't know if you guys have run into any issues i'm curious if covid19 will kind of backtrack that a little bit or if we'll just see less experimentation uh, for us, we haven't really stopped experimenting per se. And, and I think having everything and having that path to market with our home delivery and everything going in a package, I think we have a really a tighter turnaround. You know, as mm-hmm. as far as getting feedback and what beers work, what brands work. Um, so I think that's probably sharpening our pencil a bit because we have that super fat. I mean, we package a beer and we're delivering it. You know, the next day, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's so rather than going to a store and sitting there for however long and then. Someone buying that, like we are in people's fridges 24 hours after we package, and to me, that's that's that feedback loop is that much tighter. I think we get a lot more um, usable data and how that moves us forward, you know. And it, it, I think fresh hops over the last several years have been more akin to the hops arms race, you know, that was happening in the like early mid 2000s, mm-hmm. where everyone was just making is bitter, you know, I'm, yeah. oh, 120 IBUs, the hop wars, exactly space race. Yeah, and, we all got different words for it. And so now we're going to instead of just making a beer taste like it's got fresh hops in it just for the sake you know it's got to be vegetal it's got to be green now we can be like okay let's take that component and then dial that in so i think it's just about nuance and learning and that takes years and yeah one more question for me uh 
how have collab collaborations been since COVID? Because everyone's still doing them, right? But I'm assuming that the actual process of it is wildly different because you can't go into every every other brewery right. and you're keeping distance and all that kind of stuff. How challenging has it been, or has it been you guys have just kind of figured out a new strategy for it, or how has that kind of gone? Uh, it's definitely different in terms of uh, you know the day of you know we no more hot scotchies with your brewer friends, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, typically it comes down to you know usually ideas bounce around through email and it's like it has everything to do with you know all the nuts and bolts and you get too many voices or several voices in there it takes several rounds so that really hasn't changed but it sucks that we can't do a collaboration and then right. ha- you know throw back three or four beers you know well. Stevens in the brewery <coughs> making the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stevens. Um, you know, so that that <clears throat> that part's changed a lot. And that, I mean, when you take out that camaraderie, that friendship, out of the collaboration process, that is kind of a bummer. You know, yeah. So that's, it's but it is what it is. You know, that's the best way to name a beer too. Yeah. You start having some pints afterwards, and oh, you'd be surprised. I don't know. A lot of <laughs> 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 There's a lot of good bad <clears throat> and ugly that comes out. Of that, <laughs> You got any more? Uh, no, I mean, we could sit here and BS about beer yeah. as long as you want. Well, we should take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're, I mean, we have beer of the week. We've done beer of the week. But we'll, we'll, we'll wrap drink up. Drink some more beer yeah, of the we'll, week we'll and wrap it up. We'll drink some more and we'll wrap it up. <laughs> uh, that's next. Beers and us. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, and guys. thank you, everyone at Barrelick, for, for doing this with us. It's been fantastic. Uh, we'll be back in a sec. Beer of the Week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Oh, oh. Lots of pops. Um, what is your last name, Rick? Hall. We're sitting with Rick Hall. Uh, founder? Co-owner? Yeah, co-owner. What's your title? Co-owner. Founder, co-owner. Uh, of Barrelick Brewing. And our Beer of the Week is not going to be Beer of the Week because we've already drank Beer of the Week. Uh, we're going to be having the Noble Stout for our Beer of the Week. And uh, this is super fresh, right? Yeah, yeah, we just canned that last week. And uh, I've had this, I think, once before last year, and uh, I was really excited to try it fresh. You were like, I don't care, and I was like, well, you know what I'm going to pick. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I wanted I wanted to try the Blippo pills, but they're already sold out. Oh, man. you got to go You're find that. So fast I, I bet, I bet. Yeah, so I have to go, I, as I like to say, I have to go to the wild to buy your guys' beer. That's a good problem to have. In the wild, find it in the wild. Find it in the wild. Well, I was talking to Rick before we came back on the podcast here about the actual the beer club, the Super Seeker Beer Club, and whether or not this is a long-term thing or if it's just because of COVID. And you want to share with the people what, yeah. what, what your thoughts are on that? Yeah, so uh, we we had the opportunity uh, due to some uh, people closing their shops up in the building. So the landlord, we reached out to the landlord and asked him about uh, possibly using the parking lot, and he was all for it. So um, we have it until we... He leases the building to someone else, or he finds something else to do with it. So, I think it's a great setup. It's my yeah. first time here, and it's like, woo! I like the space thing. I like it's. I love the the wall with the the words on it, and the. I mean, it's yep. fake, fake ivy, or it's fake. Yeah, it's yeah. fake ivy. <laughs> I think. Oh uh, no, it's we're, tra- not, we're, we're it's not a Wrigley tra- Field. It's transplanted from Wrigley <laughs> yeah. Field, Mike, and we and cultured, and yeah. it took years. They it saw COVID years. coming. Yeah, I, I don't know how one. these things work. Okay, <laughs> I just saw. It. I was like, yeah, it's ivy. It's super yeah. cool looking. It kind of it, it like it just makes a cool vibe. 
even cooler. Yeah, so I, yeah, I appreciate it. It just closes off a little bit more, makes it more secret. Yeah. <laughs> Especially from all the tents on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've been here multiple times. It's, it's not uncommon for me to have some time in the day on a Wednesday or Thursday to kill and hit up Nick and be like, hey, man, you want to have a beer? I'm kind of in the neighborhood. <laughs> and I've been trying to shop at Beer Mongers a little bit more to kind of yeah, totally. stretch my, you know, we, we've talked about this in some previous podcasts about, like, I'm so used to buying where I buy Absolutely. that I'm, like, crafted into what they buy Absolutely. to buy. So I've been trying to stretch, and I hit Beer Mongers, well, and it's like every time I come down to Beer Mongers, it's like, well, I mean, uh, I'm here. here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that brings up a really good point. Uh, listening to your podcast the other day about going into, uh, what was it, Whole Foods? or Market of Choice. Market of Choice. Yeah. Which blows my mind. Yeah, hitting up those new places. I just recently went, like, Friday to the new uh, John's Marketplace up on Southeast. Oh, yeah, I haven't been there yet. I drove past that. It yeah. looks incredible. Mike's a big John's Marketplace. Yeah. They're, they're Multnomah yeah. Village spot. Big yeah, exactly. shopper there. I, I mean, definitely, if you're hungry, go there. They have a beer window. You can order. I think they have, like, eight taps open um, to the to the outside seating. But, yeah, super easy. Beer window. Walk up. Everybody's super friendly, like, really nice place to hang out. Well, I'm curious then. So if you listen to the episode about beer shopping, yep. as someone who runs a brewery, yep. how do you beer shop? Oh, like, great question. Yeah, like, what what is your process for doing <laughs> it? Because obviously you get your own beer. Yeah. So what else do you do? And I, know, you, and I know so many brewers, it's like, what are you drinking tonight? Or it's like, I'm going to drink, uh, I got this cool new beer from Sun River, I'm going to drink tonight. What are you <laughs> drinking tonight? And they're like, I don't know, the fridge is full of PBR. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I'm definitely, when I go out and get beer, it's, it's like, to my local bodega, um, Sawyer's Market. Um, Shout out. on, like, 60th, yeah. <laughs> uh, they typically have Freem uh, often there, so I'll pick up a six-pack of the Pilsner pick up a six pack of something else uh and their beer fridge is expanded as well they used to be like you know a single six pack or a double stack six pack now they're doing like a uh, a six pack on the bottom and then a stacked six pack on top of it of someone else mm. so they're trying to expand like how how many like skews they're carrying as well so it, it it's expanded what i'm able to get um do you other, find yourself going with the same styles though or do you kind of really experiment? like i'm big pilsner fan mm. Like You're a I'll, boy. I'll have I'll have an IPA. Like I, w- I would love to take a picture of Rick Hall and say "crispy boy" <laughs> and watch the internet explode. <laughs> I'll have I'll have, my wife's a huge IPA fan, so okay. it's typically so kind of bounce a six pack of IPA and a six pack or a four pack of uh, Pilsner. So it's that's a stable, and so I'll have maybe you know three three pills three or four pilsners and she'll have like three or four ipas every day <laughs> no not every day <laughs> every hour yeah. yeah not every day come on <laughs> this is amateur how hour? are we doing yeah. power hours come on <laughs> no but uh I, I definitely go with the pilsners most of the time um true gold i picked up several six Ooh, packs of that. yeah um I didn't expect this conversation to go this way, but I really like that it's going this way. Are you able to, because sometimes I struggle with this, but I, I like work really hard to try to do it. When you drink beer, are you able to remove yourself? Uh, absolutely. Well, sometimes. or how does that process work for you? So my, because pro- like sometimes I just want to drink a really nice Hellas Lager or yep. a really nice West Coast IPA. And if I'm in the right mindset, I can just taste it and just not critique it. How do you deal with that process? It, it's really hard. I am a big fan of 
getting a six pack of a Pilsner or a lager, like a light beer and just having a a session, you know, Mm -hmm. just like drink four of them, uh, you know, throughout the day or like whatever else. But when it comes to like, I can't drink bad beer anymore. So (sighs) if I get a beer and I don't like it, it's, it's going down the drain. Yeah. I, I had a conversation with Ben Edmonds about this the other day because I was telling him, I was like, yeah. yeah, I've been really stretching myself and trying to take more risks and taste other people's beers. And he goes, how's that going? And I was like, expensive. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, because you're just buying all this different stuff. And I was like, yeah, and a lot of it I'm not drinking. Yep. yep. And it it's tough, but I've been doing it kind of for us as we've talked about in the last, and the Market of Choice episode. That's the only way I'm going to push myself. I've come into some really cool things. Yep. And I've dumped a lot of beer. Yeah. Because I'm just yeah. there with you, man. I just I And I don't, said that was a risk you're gonna take. I don't yeah. have that patience, yeah. you know. I'm I'm basically in a point now where I drink Breakside, Barelick, Wayfinder, Culmination, Freem, uh, and then maybe some Sun River, maybe Sun some River, little yeah. things here and there. Ben Brewing. Yeah. Ben Brewing, I've been really enjoying their hoppy stuff lately. I'm just I I I want to drink a beer. Yeah. And and yeah. to crack a beer and to like get, you know, six or seven ounces into it and be like, no, I'm out. Yeah. It's it yeah, yeah. I feel like I have lost the war. You know, and it's not even my fault. Like not not to bash on breweries or anything. It's like your beer hasn't made it. Why do I feel so terrible? Yeah. yeah I just want a beer. You, yeah. shouldn't, you shouldn't feel terrible. I just, no, because I want a beer. And you're like, well, that's one less beer I've got. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that and that makes it easy to go buy a six pack of Freem Pilsner. But yeah. In the other instances that you're talking about, you found some breweries and beers that you've liked a lot too. That is true. Yeah. And then in the future, you have another in your rotation. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, that's it's a risk. Yeah, that's that's the risk you take. But then you have your okay. I know this six pack or this four pack or this can or bottle or whatever is going to be good. And then I'm going to buy this other one to see how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it's not good drink, then I could always use it for smoking. Yeah. Like on a barbecue, yeah. like cooking, bar- yeah, yeah, cooking, yeah, whatever, like whatever else. Oh, sounds like I'm going to make a chili. Yeah, <laughs> I just decided that ten seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, I would say that, yeah, um, my go-to's are, are pilsners, light lagers. Every once in a while, like an IPA, at least one IPA a day keeps the doctor away. Keeps the doctor away. <laughs> I would say the the biggest example that we have on this podcast, at least from my side of it, because I've always been the one who's brought in some of the more I don't know, experimental mm-hmm. beers, I guess. Not really the right word, but as part of this conversation. Um, we found Chicha. Chicha. Oh. And we found Public Coast. <laughs> we found Chicha and Public Coast. Yeah, have you had Chicha uh, in I Salem? Have I have had Chicha, yeah. Uh, We've really enjoyed their beers in Public yeah. Coast. I went to Cannon Beach and tried it, nice. brought some back, and he was like, Patrick was like, ah, what is this going to be, some crappy Coast brewery? And I was like, no, it was actually really good. Awesome. And that was just because. Well, and the cans are like, here's a brown and a hoppy red, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> <Whoa>. my God. <laughs> But like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> but it's like that kind of thing where, yeah, I've had some drain pours too, but or beers that I'm just like, yeah, okay, I shouldn't have gotten this one. Uh, but then you get that, and you're like, well, next time I see another public coaster teacher, I'm going to buy it, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I like about it is there's the risk involved, but I've expanded my my beer library that I'll buy from tenfold. That's Tropic good. Tropic Pines for you've come a long way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Tropic Pines from Ben Brewing was that for me. I tasted that, and I was like, wow, this is great. Yeah. And I had it multiple times over the course of multiple days and different mindsets. It's like, I really like this. If they come out with more IPAs, I'm going to give those a shot. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm like, ooh, Ben Brewing. 
I'm always going to take a shot at you. Come back. Come back to them. Yeah. No, switch, switching gears real quick. Like, Rick, you do a lot of the heavy lifting here, don't you? Yeah. Don't you spend a lot of time on the deck and, and was, cellar? Uh, and- not so much the deck nowadays, uh, but I do. I'm trying to manage the um, the brewery. Okay. So. Like, a, like a brewery ops kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, cool. and if something breaks, then I'm the first person that, that fixes it. Gotcha. Yeah. Any what any anything lately you're excited about that you've discovered or or a problem you had to you had yeah, to fix? Yeah, switching the chuck on the canning line. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the uh, aluminum shortage has hit all of us in different ways, and so we've kind of uh, found a way around that by ordering different ends for our machine. Okay. And as long as you know how to work on the machine, then you can actually make it do whatever you want to. So. We got some different ends in, so that uh, we had to get a different chuck for the actual canning machine. Okay. So figuring out how to replace that chuck, uh, pretty simple maneuver, um, but you need to have something specially made right. for it. So, can you imagine how easy it would have been if we all just went to school to be chemists or engineers? <laughs> <laughs> if you became a chemist, that's or a lot engineer, of work. You might not make a ton of money. Let's not let's let's not beat around the bush here. Beer's not a ton of money. We make it because we, we do it because we love it. Yeah. Uh, but how easier would our how easier would my life be if I was just a chemist? <laughs> yeah. It was like. Oh, you know this, this this water is just is a little too saline for me, and I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna put a little of this HD two three five into it. And I'm gonna go better. ahead and throw this out as a possibility. If you went to school for chemistry or engineering, you'd probably be not working in beer. That's not true, man. I know people with degrees in chemistry yeah. that work in beer that are very yeah. good at their job. Yeah, there's locally, people, yeah, there's people within people. our company, yeah. man, that are like, you know what you're doing, and they're like, well, yeah, I spent a lot of money on it. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there's definitely a lot of people in beer that have come from different backgrounds that just wanted to get into beer to escape. Mm-hmm. So, Well, it seems like a fun place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well we're, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're drinking Noble Stout here as we're yes. joined by Rick Hall, who's uh, one of the brewer's co-owners and brewery ops extraordinaire. Uh, tell me about this beer. Uh, stout brewed with rolled oats. They're Noble yeah. Stout. You guys have done this multiple times, oh, yeah, right? We've is, seen this. Yeah, this is one of our first 6.2%. This is the freshest This, is, this is an early bear lick beer. Yeah, this is, this is what we used to brew uh, when we were home brewing, and then we brought it over to the brewery side. Um yeah, it's a kitchen sink of beers. You know, it's got a lot of different dark malts in it. It's not just roasted barley and, uh, like, chocolate malt. It's, it's uh, like, crystal malts. We got some two-row in there. Um, oh, some that's interesting because the body is lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The body feels a lot lighter and less, I don't know. Heavy stout forward. Yeah, is the yeah, way. It's not. This is not my wheelhouse, so excuse my crappy not, terminology. <laughs> it's not a. It's not a heavy stout, mm-hmm. uh, but it definitely does have like a. Once you let it warm up a little bit, then it becomes like a, like a nicer, silkier mouthfeel. Uh, we've always been a ba- big fan of uh, Bob's Red Mill mm-hmm. old oats, so we use that in this beer. Uh, adds a little bit of silkiness to the mouthfeel. Uh, and then it helps with head retention as well. So oh. if you poured this out, it'd be a nice sort of uh, uh, nice thick head. And That's the, uh, I think that is the unsung hero of beer. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that last yeah. time. As, as somebody that pours beer for a living yeah. and has for a long time, like that goal to get that nice frothy head is just 
a dream. I know. Yeah, when you hit it, when you a dream. when you get it just right, it just makes the difference. I've got I, I, a little proud moment for you. I You're talk. Like, Ooh, that's a good pour. I, 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 I talk about him way too much on the podcast, but my buddy Todd, who's the manager up at Cerveza, he is the master at cracking a 16 ounce can into a, a 20 ounce pint glass, and it never overflows. And it's got four ounces of hell. I want it to is, watch that. I've had is, such a hard time with that. It is so sexy. Nice. It, it's, and it's one of those, like, ultimate beer things. Yeah, Beer absolutely. nerd things absolutely. that, like, we were having beers the other night, and he was like, oh, you haven't any? He cracks it and pours it in for me and just sets it up and sets it down and hands it to you. There's not a drop left in that can. All 16 ounces are in it. Oh, nice head. Four ounces ahead nice to the top. And I'm just like, how do you do this? No, seriously. I, I try that. Like, every time I pour a beer at home, that's mm-hmm. my goal. Mm-hmm. And I've tried the whole, like, slow pour, let it get a little bit foamy, and then, like, finish it off. Right. It, it never, never gets I'm right. a bartender, but we we never, as a bartender, you rarely crack cans that's right. a good point, to pour yeah. for somebody. So we're used to draft, and you understand how that yeah. system works. And when yeah. you need to hard pour it, when you don't, blah, blah, blah. That, yeah, I'm trying to figure out. The 22s. I know nobody wants to talk 22s. <laughs> I know nobody wants to. And but you're I've a spent, company man. But, I've spent, <laughs> but I'm a company man, and I've spent four years being told that a 22 is one beer. And, <laughs> and because you, That's not possible. <laughs> and because you know you're not going to get the 22 into your pint glass, yeah. even if it's an imperial pint glass, uh, you get to play with the head. You can hard pour There's it. There's multiple times. Yeah, because you know you're going to pour it again. good... Yeah, yeah, that's a good headstand. Yeah. Okay. That that makes a good point. That's yeah. it. Two ounces is that's one it. beer. My ass. That <laughs> that's is it, Rick. Sell the canning line, dude. Buy a bottling line. Yeah. 20, 22s for life, dude. Go back to 22s. <laughs> and then you're having the Little Frosty. Yeah, I'm having the Little Frosty. I had that um, here the other day. Yeah. What's going on nice. with that one? So 3.5%. Uh, we did a six-hour boil on this, so try to bring up uh, a lot of, uh, like, sort of, more of a mouthfeel sort of boil, so it's not it's not a super light lager. If you drink it, it could be um, you could you could imagine that it would be like a five percent or a four and a half percent beer, um, but it, it's got this nice not malty feel, but like more of a grainy like actual mouthfeel to it. So, and for those that aren't familiar, a boil is going to take what mostly like a ninety minute. Yeah, sort 90, of thing. So, what is the advantage you get by having the six-hour boil? More, more, more caramelization for the malts, um, but it we use such light malts that it doesn't come out as like a caramely flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just helps with the the actual mouthfeel in the beer. So it it creates like a, a denser beer, um, but still keeps the the same ABV. So three and a half. Um, yeah, it's super great beer. Just a drink. It's a it's a drink all day beer, kind of like our dad beer, uh, but even less. lighter. Yeah, even lighter. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't come across as a light beer in the mouthfeel and the, mm. and, the, and the texture. This is your classic. Don't drink Bud Light. Drink Low Frosty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's it's uh, you put it in the freezer for about fifty minutes. Oh yeah! Oh okay. <laughs> or nice could little... you pour it into a frozen mug, sort of thing? Yeah, because exactly. I'm kind of anti chilling glassware. Yeah, absolutely. Just me personally, I know a lot of people love it. And but on a teaches a lot of restaurants on a ninety it, on a ninety two degree day, a little like, frosty in a, a frosty, frosty mug. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I, I I played around with it multiple times on like times in the freezer, and yeah, fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. 
cut the top off. It's like a slushy in there. <laughs> I can't even imagine <laughs> drinking like that. Dude, <laughs> so good. <laughs> well, you've heard the secret, guys. There Just you go. Just get yourself some little frosty. Freeze, freeze it. it for 50 minutes. Cut the top. How do you cut, cut off the, top the top off? Yeah, what are you cutting? You use, He's like, got a, a big opener? buck knife. Yeah. And just yeah, yeah. Yeah. A buck knife. You take out a machete. Yeah. <laughs> The kink. <laughs> Top of the can goes yeah, off. Yeah, uh, you pretty much just put a can opener on it at an angle, and you just kind of twist it off. So. And it keeps it smooth, so you're not cutting your yep. lips up or anything? Yeah, it keeps the, keeps the edge on there. I this would slice awesome. my lips the first time I tried <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I'm Guaranteed. Totally, I'm totally going to try this. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be done. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Rick Hall sitting in with us. Uh, thank you guys so much again for doing the, the yeah, this collab means a lot with to us. us. Oh, yeah, pretty stoked about this. It's, I mean... Like I talked about on the podcast, and we talked. I'm I'm just like super excited about this. I didn't expect this to ever happen for us, and it's just <laughs> really cool that we have a beer with our logo on it that we did with you guys, who we love so much. And I mean, we we've said this. I mean, we view you guys as one of the best breweries in the city by far. Uh, Thank you. There's the elite top, and you guys are in it. So we're super thrilled that you guys were able to make that that beer with us. I had a conversation with my girlfriend yesterday. We were having lunch, and then we had a beer, and I was chatting with Nick on the phone because you know, beer stuff happens, you know, and. Things are going through a loop, you know. It's just like, hang tight. This is what's going on. So we're chatting. And I was kind of talking. I was like, I'm really nervous about this. <laughs> and she was like, why? It's just labels. If it takes an extra day, like, who cares? I was like, no. What if I don't like the beer? <laughs> <laughs> I also. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's yelling at me. It had to be perfect. I, I felt very <clears throat> similarly today. As I was getting ready to come in, mm-hmm. I was kind of in the car, and I was like, why am I nervous? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've recorded this podcast 105 times yeah, now. Yeah, no kidding. And I've been on location many times. Like, why am I nervous? And I was like, because this is like, this is the beer. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this is, is it. It's cool. Yeah. So we appreciate it uh, a ton. She texted me this morning. First thing she said to me, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> and I, like, woke up, and I was like, <laughs> and I, like, looked at my phone. I was like, it's going to be great. What's oh, going to be great? <laughs> What's going to be great? And I'm like looking in, in previous texts. I was like, "This has no content." Oh, she's being a good partner. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I have to do something. That's in a right. Couple hours. Yeah, not a couple hours. I have to be somewhere in 30 minutes. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's 10:30 in the morning, man. Did you not like? I, I got home. Night. I got Come home on. from 12:45 last night. That a brutal close at the pub. Like, I'm just, I'm just. Pump that my weekend starts with drinking beer here <laughs> at ten fifty two in the morning. Hell yeah, yeah, damn right. It's a weekend for you. I got to go to work after. It this. is the weekend. Well, I mean, I got to go to work at seven. Just a different work. It's six hours, seven hours from now. You're fine. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of drinking in between. Man. <laughs> uh, so you guys can find this starting uh, well now. When you hear the podcast, yep, uh, Thursday, August twenty seventh is the day this will be available. Uh, for both home delivery and pickup at Verilic locations. Yep. Uh, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, we're going to do this once a week with this beer, experiment, see how the flavors change, see how the hop character changes, and just kind of really try to dive into the minutia of this beer. So if you guys want to do that with us, feel free. Um, but uh, starting when you hear this podcast, you can buy this beer, and uh, hopefully you guys love it. And yeah. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, definitely go. Uh, if you're looking for beer, go to BerelicBrewing.com. And you can order to get it picked up, or you can have it delivered, and uh, also come to either one of our locations at uh, the Barley Pod or the Southeast Super Secret Beer Club at ten. Was this ten forty Southeast Grant? I don't know. You know. Yeah. There's no. E- there's not even any numbers. On it. <laughs> no, it's literally it's just that like secret. It's yeah, that it's secret. literally just. Did you end up? Did you end up canning the whole thing, or is there a little draft? Uh, this of this beer? of beer of the week. So it depends. 
Like, yeah. I usually leave that up to sales to okay. decide if they want to take any for draft. <laughs> okay, okay. So there's a little, there will there's be a little, little bit, bit of draft. Okay. draft yeah. I like that, I like yeah. that, Rick. I yeah. was like, did you save any? You were like, not my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, since, since all of this began uh, back in uh, March, like it's been, our, our company has been more compartmentalized. So, well, so. I mean, I think, you know, I know we're trying to get out of here and I don't, lament about you guys forever but it reminds me like one of our early episodes one of our early episodes we had Eldon on and I think one thing that's not just the quality of beer you're making but like you seem like you got a really solid team absolutely like everyone knows their role you still communicate well that's really bad yeah. and I think we all, we all have our hiccups well of course of course but it, it's you're seemed, only human yeah it seems we can, it's, we can, we can only get better so and that's, that's great that's the that's great mentality it's the best mentality so it's for uh, for us and for Nick and Rick and Eldon and Ben. Thank you guys. Come drink this beer. Enjoy it with us. Let us know what you think. Instagram.com slash beers and us. Uh, Instagram.com slash Barrelick Brewing. Uh, they'll be posting about it as well. Uh, follow them there and uh, let us know what you think. And we'll be drinking drinking along with you for the next couple of weeks. And that's going to be it for us today. Catorces. First time I've heard it. Catorces. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.